In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, guys. Well, we're back. Um, if you are tuning into this episode first, we just want to let you know we are dropping two episodes today because we have quite of you know quite a bit of content, and we kind of want to release this as a. Like Dale mentioned before, a little bit of an appetizer. You kind of listen to what it is you really need to know. So our other podcast, one out of two, we talked about quarterback streamers, defensive streamers, um, you know, some some of the things that we get a lot of answers to every week and and kind of helping you guys out there because I know a lot of people don't pay too much attention to those sorts of things throughout the draft. And that's something we're going to be having every week. Um, both on the pod and on the website. So we want to continue providing you guys that content. Um, For this pod, uh, before we move any further, I'm Christian Brito. My name is Jeff. You can find me on Twitter at CBritoFantasy. Joining me tonight is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! At Dale underscore fantasy. Welcome to the cheese stick portion of our podcast. The... Uh, I think this is more the wings, right? Not so, the wings again. No, this is the wings, right? Because this one's got like the heavy content. It really shouldn't be an appetizer. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. I see what you did there. Right? Because we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about in this pod. This is going to be kind of our nerd pod. We've got yeah. um, I mean, we've got prepare, our running back. Prepare yourself, oh, go ahead. prepare yourself for about uh, four and a half hours of content here. In about half an hour. <laughs> we've got... Our running back carries numbers. We've got our target numbers. We've got a buy high, sell low. We've got goal line numbers. We've got a few questions in the mailbag. And we've got the end to the joke that I told in the first pod. You said buy high, sell low. <laughs> That's how I do it, man. <laughs> you don't start 0 2 in the listener league by buying low and selling high. Yeah, that's a, yeah it's a new business move. <laughs> it's a new business move, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear um, the punchline. I'm not show. drowning in debt for nothing. No, uh, that was a terrible. <laughs> uh, it's partial. It's good true. debt. It's good debt. No, what's good debt? <laughs> well, the debt to income ratio is okay. That's right. There you go. There you go. That's, but that's, way, to stay, but... way to stay positive there. Ah. <laughs> uh... Although my creditors don't think yeah. so. <laughs> is that, is this that is going too far. Can we change the subject? It's getting a little touchy-feely here. Oh, no, that's not the right term. All right. Um, yeah, so let's talk about some numbers here. Um, let's try not to get too boring because some of this stuff is hard. If, if you don't have um, if you don't have the visual in front of you, it's going to be hard to follow along. So we're going to kind of keep it light. Speaking, speaking of not having visuals, let's finish that joke. So how can you spot a blind man at a nude beach, Dale? Um... I don't know how. It isn't hard. Huh. It's good. All right. Man, I waited I, got, I, I waited uh ten minutes for that punchline. That was totally not worth it. <laughs> no, it was, it was all right. Somebody's gonna repeat it. Somebody's gonna tell uh, it. Family, it's certainly it's certainly no fully grown dogless, no, that's no. for sure. 
Um, so yeah, uh, let's talk about some numbers. Um, and I'll tweet these out as well. Um, so, uh, you guys can kind of, if, if you're following along and you have Twitter, uh, at your disposal right now, you can look at our, um, our time. What, what do you call it on Twitter? Not a timeline. Look at our posts and you can see a couple of things that we're talking about here. Um, our tweets. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Our wall. No, no Twitter. Our mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not doing it. Anyways, no. look on Twitter and you can find it. Speaking of Twitter, before we move on, uh, congrats, Noah Lucas, for fucking winning. I hate you. <laughs> you beat me by a point and a half with Ryan Matthews' second ugly ass touchdown. <laughs> that sucks. So, just want to point that out there. That was painful. Yeah. 0-2 in the listener league is like almost a death sentence right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to come back from that because only the top two move into the playoffs. So you're looking at, you know, you're going to probably have to be like a three-loss team, I'm guessing, to be able to get into the playoffs. Three, maybe four. So you might have another loss and then you're out. Um, may I add that in my listener league, uh, I think I have two women in my league and both of them are 2-0. So congrats. Not because they're women, just because uh, they're two undefeated teams. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. You want to talk about your league and then I start talking about mine. You want to move on. Let's go. Mine is mine is much more interesting. <laughs> I play in the SEC. <laughs> you play in the fucking like... What's, you know, what's the bad conference i don't know you're playing like the mid-american <laughs> yeah, conference the mac or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right um so let's talk about some of your numbers in what do you got all right so let's start with the running backs and let's start with some of these alarming carry numbers and of course the first place we're going to start is with Devonte freeman and tevin coleman um kind of the most logical place to start here because after week one, we were a little concerned about the running back share there. Um, seemed to be pretty much the same situation after week two. We saw Devonta Freeman get 17 total touches, was not targeted a single time in the receiving game, which was his game all year last year. Um, and then we saw Tevin Coleman get 14 total touches, um, two catches, uh, had 45% of the running back share. Uh, to Devontae Freeman, 55%. Um, I expect a very close 60-40 split for the rest of the year, and Devontae Freeman was still effective, right? Um, but he didn't get the touchdown. That was Tevin Coleman. Um, and uh, we saw that happen again last week where you know the more effective running back was Tevin Coleman as far as fantasy, right? Because you know Freeman averaged 5.5 yards per carry to Tevin Coleman's 3.8. But uh, Tevin Coleman's the guy that got the touchdown and was, again, the better fantasy play. So um, how are yeah. you feeling about this backfield right now? Yeah, I mean, the the goal line opportunities, actually, Devonta Freeman is um, has four compared to Tevin Coleman's three, if that means anything to you. Basically a 50-50 split even on the goal line. So you're not really looking at a huge, um, you know, uh, any, a huge difference maker either way. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to own Tevin Coleman for sure. Devonta Freeman, uh, you know, definitely, you know, we're not even talking about dropping him at this point. I think he still has a lot of value. Um, just uh, a quick shout out for our goal line stats because I would be remiss if we didn't mention. Of course. Um, if you want to go ahead and and um, yeah, let the audience know where we kind of got that that stat yeah. there that he was kind enough to share with yeah, us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, and I'll talk about it in a second too. But Pirate Life, 
um, at Pirate Life FF on Twitter. Uh, he shares some pretty good stuff. Um, he, he has a pretty cool breakdown, and, and I retweeted it, so you can see it on our Twitter too. Um, but yeah, uh, he has a, a pretty nice list of total goal line opportunities, and I'll get into it, and we'll break it down in a couple of minutes. Absolutely. So um, another running back share that I kind of want to talk about, and it's kind of what we expected, and that's that Justin Forsett and uh, Terrence West are just kind of eating into each other's work. It's basically them two. Forsett got 17 touches to Terrence West's 12. Um, neither one of them was that great. <laughs> 2.6 yards per carry to, for Forsett, uh, 3.8 yards per carry for Terrence West. Um they both kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think the biggest takeaway here is grab Kenneth Dixon if you can. He's available on a lot of waiver wires right now, and I know a lot. there's a lot of sexy names on the waiver wire right now, but he's a guy that will probably slip through waivers and you can pick up for free without having to put in any claim, and you can get a guy that in a couple weeks might have some value because everybody else seems to suck. Yep. You can't just say, yep, do you agree? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, Dale, I'm not your wife. You can't just, like, <laughs> sit there and pretend to listen. Sorry, I uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> I caught you, Stugatz. <laughs> oh, man. I can tell, but, okay? I do it all the time. But no, I mean, you think I don't know? I'm sure I do agree with you because you know what the fuck you're talking about. So, um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Right. Thank you, Dale. Sorry. I'll start great I'll pay attention input. now. But I'm sure that was great analysis. I would, I was trying to do my job too at the same time, so All right. Uh a few more of these that I want to touch. Lashawn McCoy got ninety five percent of the carries in Buffalo. Um he's not losing work to anybody. No. Um See, I agree with that. Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard even split in terms of touches. Um are you worrying at all about Jeremy yes, Hill right now? I am. I am, and actually, um, you know, we can kind of talk about that a little bit. We have a trade going on in our league of record. Um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about Jeremy Hill. I mean, he gets bailed out by the touchdown, um, but he's not getting a ton of work. Um, oh, like that was week one. He actually had a pretty poor week too. Yeah, yeah. Five point nine fantasy points. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I am a little nervous. I think uh, Geo, all Geo's, um, you know, value comes in the passing game. And uh, right. yeah, there's not nine much... receptions for a hundred yards for Geo in the passing. Game. Yeah, and there's not really much. Uh... You, by the way, do you know who had uh, the second most receiving yards last week for the Bengals? Uh, Jeremy Hill, Tyler Boyd. Okay, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Anyways, um, yeah, got a little confused there. I was thrown off. You talking <laughs> about week one? No, week two. Oh, okay, week yeah, two. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I know it wasn't AJ Green because he finished sixth on the team. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, right? Um, but yeah, you uh, definitely concerned. I mean, Geo's value comes in the passing game. He's worth a look. Jeremy Hill, I'm getting a little more and more nervous. It's week two. Let's not overreact. But um, it's something to watch out for. And I don't know if I'm starting him week three. Um, I am not starting him week three because he's at the Broncos. Yeah. But uh, I'm not nearly as worried about Jeremy Hill. Yeah, I think he's going to be just fine. He's going to be pretty much exactly what you drafted him to be. It's something that I talked to. Armando about last week on uh, last uh, night on the pod, um, he's gonna be a guy that most every week you're gonna start, and half the times he's gonna get a touchdown, and you're gonna be pretty happy. Yeah. But um, you know they uh, they seem to have to throw the ball a lot 
uh, to their running backs this week. And Gio was a beneficiary against, you know, what was a pretty stout, surprisingly stout, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense this past week. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously the the Broncos are no uh, slouches when it comes to their defense against running backs. So I would probably bench Hill this week. But um, after that, I kind of like them rest of season. Yeah, I mean, they play Miami, Dallas, New England, Cleveland, Washington, their next games, and they have a bye. So, um, yeah, you, you could come in, uh, after, of course, after Denver. Let's just kind of, you know, brace ourselves for Denver and then let them loose. Right. Um, so Cleveland Browns, Isaiah Crowell is the guy you want for the Cleveland Browns. Like, I think Duke Johnson is getting pretty close to being droppable in a standard league. Yeah, yeah I do too. Um, Isaiah Crowell had 73% of the running back touches. Duke Johnson had 27. Nobody else touched the ball. Right. Um, you know, Broncos, not much to talk about there. It's CJ Anderson and nobody else. Um, Ezekiel Elliott got 70% of the running back touches uh, to Alfred Morris's 15%. So I was actually surprised. I thought Morris would get a little bit more run here. He did end up with a rushing touchdown, kind of, you know, it was still a very good game for Ezekiel Elliott. Any concern there for Elliott? Uh, You know, a little bit. And it was the same concern I had with him pre-draft. He's a rookie, you know, learning the system. He does have a great O-line, but that'll only take you so far. Um, You know, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, he plays like a rookie and, uh, you know, maybe he'll be back, you know, mid-season. He'll be in mid-season form. Um, but I, especially again, you know, with a rookie quarterback leading the team, um, I think it's going to be tough. Uh, for the Lions, um, Theo Riddick ended the game with 60% of the running back touches because of Amir Abdullah's injury to his foot. Yeah. Um, Abdullah's probably going to miss the, the game this week, and we'll see how that progresses into future weeks. Um, but Dwayne Washington he's probably going to end up with all those Amir Abdullah carries yeah. this week. And I think for as long as that injury lingers, he will have the Amir Abdullah role because I don't think Theo Riddick is the – Theo Riddick is not like Charles Sims, right? Where Theo Riddick is going to catch a ton of passes and that's his role. That's his role, period. Like, he's not going to be the guy that's going to get normally 20 carries a game. I know he got 15 carries in this game, but that was a matter of circumstance more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, they, they, I reading a bunch of, I mean, I read a couple of, uh, you know, local reports. I mean, people are fairly excited about uh, Dwayne Washington and uh, what he can do. They're, they're thinking, you know, hey, this could be his breakout moment, you know, that he needs. Um, you know, if, if he could take over, Theo Riddick will still be the obviously, you know, third down pass catching back. But um, yeah, Theo Riddick's going to continue yeah. to have. What seems to be a pretty big role yeah, in this yeah, offense, yeah. but he's not going to be the primary ball carrier. Yeah, right. Um, so here's one, Dale, that's kind of, you know, Armando brought it up that he's starting to hit the panic alarm here. I, I, uh, I'm i not necessarily there yet, but we got to see. Eddie Lacy, 12 touches to James Starks, 8, and only 20 total running back touches for the whole team. Um, any concern here for Eddie Lacy? Yes, absolutely. Did you hear the report uh, who they're working out? NFL.com. This is the second fucking time I'm going to say this on this podcast. Please stop putting ads on every single page. Okay. And if you're going to put they're ads, get paid, don't, man. don't make them autoplay, right? Like right now, I don't want to ever buy a Snickers. <laughs> man. And I'm fat. Like I'm going to boycott. Who makes Snickers? The Mars yeah, company the Mars for a while. Yeah, I dare you. That's, That's going to last day. like a whole week. 
Um, I can do this for a while, okay? There's other companies that make chocolate. Hershey's, you my boy now. Yeah. <laughs> um, God damn it. No, so, so go invest in some Hershey stock. <laughs> wow, that was fucked up, dude. <laughs> um, so what I was saying about the Packers, uh, they're bringing in uh, CJ Spiller in for a visit for what that's worth. I know he's not going to you know, light the world on fire, but uh, given the fact that uh, James Stark is almost splitting carries with Eddie Lacy as it is, uh, of course, all situational. Uh, they're bringing another back in that can uh, that can relieve um, that can relieve Lacey. So <sighs> I don't know. I think Eddie Lacey's I, still kind of fat. I do not care about CJ Spiller. Yeah, I, you don't have to care about him, but he's going to be there. Yeah, for one to two carries a game. Eh, yeah, it, it, for if anything, listen, I'm not saying it's going to have an impact, but it does have an impact on the Packers' outlook on the backfield. Okay, fair enough. All right. All right, so we got a few more of these. I, I you know, I really want to keep talking about this because after the first couple of weeks, I, I know people don't want to overreact, but I really think you kind of have to mesh everything we saw in the preseason and combine that with everything that we've seen over the first two weeks, right? You can't still sit here and tell me, okay, Michael Floyd is obviously the number one wide receiver in Arizona because that's not the case right now. Right. And I think whatever people believed in in the preseason and during the offseason, a lot of it goes out the door after the first two weeks. Not everything, right? There's still guys that maybe have underwhelmed the first two weeks, but we still believe in because, you know, the volume has been there or, you know, the production and not necessarily, you know, there's reasons that we'll still believe in these guys, but um, there's reasons to be afraid of other guys and and, and stuff like that. So um, (coughs) uh, Lamar Miller, getting a ton of work um 29 total touches in his second week yeah that's awesome um you know, still i'm a little you know aren't you a little scared maybe that he's gonna wear down you know i'm uh i'm not impressed by his points per carry and yards per carry um he hasn't been able to find the end zone um has he i don't think he scored a touchdown this year has he no two weeks? but he's just fine i think he's uh look he's he's um, a workhorse and that five in rushing yards, yeah, yeah. So. i mean a workhorse deserves you know the a top billing anyways but um yeah i mean i wasn't a miller lover to begin with and uh, this is kind of why um he doesn't get much done i still that. love I him if if i had to re-rank he would be my number two running back instead of my number yeah. three running well back. he's playing like number two. Oh, shut up you know what the fuck I meant. Frank Gore uh, continues to be Frank Gore with uh, 44 rushing yards, 16 total carries for 44 rushing yards. Yep. Not on pace for 1,000 yards, Mike. <laughs> he's not hey, on pace for 1,000 yards. Mike's waiting for the 150-yard uh, game just to bring him back. So you gotta wait. He's going to wait a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Every week he's like, okay, now next he needs 170. All right, this is, the, <laughs> this is the week. This is the week. Uh, okay, 18 carries for 50 yards. Yep. Okay, this is the week. This is the week. 14 <laughs> carries for 43 yards. So, you know, that's going to be every single week. The week that he gets 100 the... yards, he's uh, Twitter is going to explode. But to be fair, to be fair, he got a touchdown, and he was worth a start. Yeah. Yep. TJ Yeldon got all of the carries, yeah. 88% of the running back touches, and was terrible. Eight receptions. Eight receptions for 10 yards. Wow. I don't even know how you do that. That's crazy. Eight receptions for 10 yards. That's, uh, um, that's 
Spencer Ware shared the ball a little bit more with Charkandic West than I would expect. 12, ter- 12 touches to 7 touches. And very little touches for either in total. Wait, hold on. Who had? Can, can you say that number again? 12 touches for Spencer Ware and 7 for Sharkandrick West. Total touches or? Um, total okay. touches. But, I mean, the reception. I mean, you would expect Sharkandrick West to to have, uh, you know, several catches there too. Right. But it was two catches for Ware, one catch for okay. um, West, and 10-6 to six in the rushing game. Um, it, it was a pretty bad game for Kansas City overall offensively, so. Uh, maybe maybe you choose to throw that one out the door. Um, here's the one that I do want to talk about because it's it's what Armando brought up on yesterday's pod. And, you know, for people that are obviously missing Adrian Peterson, when Adrian Peterson went down, Matt Asiata had seven carries to Jarek McKinnon's three. Um, not carries. Um, seven touches to Jarek McKinnon's three. Six carries to two carries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who would you pick up here? It's Joe? McKinnon. It's McKinnon. I mean, it, it was situational, game time situation. Um, McKinnon is going to lead um, lead that backfield. I do think that Asiata is going to vulture a ton of touchdowns. Uh, well, maybe not a ton, but will vulture touchdowns or touchdown. Um, but yeah, they're. I mean, Sam Bradford looks so good. I think it's going to take a little pressure off uh, the running game there. It's going to open it up, and I bet you McKinnon ends up outrushing Adrian Peterson the next two games um, just because, you know, he's not work, you know, he's not facing the eight in the box. I think they're going to, you know, pull back a little bit and uh, let, you know, make, uh, make Minnesota run on them. 29 total touches for LeGarrette Blunt. And um, of those touches, 29 were rushes. So yeah. zero catches. That's fine. Um, a ton of work. Yep. Yep. Just a ton of work. They just kept pounding the ball. Um, yeah. Once Jimmy Garoppolo went out and it was uh, Jacoby Brissett, yep. um, they continued to do the same thing. And, you yeah. know, the Dolphins, of course, couldn't fucking stop them. Yeah. I mean, uh, all the Dolphins had to do was stop the run. That's all they were going to do is stop the run. And, of course, look at Blunt's getting six yards a carry. And uh, <laughs> so two carries, first down, two carries, first down. Um, it was really, really fucking annoying. But um, great for LeGarrette Blunt and LeGarrette Blunt owners. Um I got three three more that we need to talk right, about here, and I think um, all three of these are pretty important. Shane Vereen outtouched Rashad Jennings. Interesting. Um, 14 rushes to 13 rushes, um, and 17 total touches to 15 for Jennings. They like Shane Vereen quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, Jennings uh, was a little worth banged a pickup. Uh, worth a late pickup, yeah, for sure. I don't know if I would, uh, you know, five rotating waivers. Um, I don't know if I would use it on Vereen, um, but I would definitely wait till he clears and pick him up as a free agent. Um, you know, I'd bid two dollars. Yeah, I think that's worth it. I think, that's okay. I think you can get them for two dollars. Um, I I tend to say two dollars because one dollar somebody might All put right. in a dollar. One percent of your fab. So, um, yeah, one yeah. If you're in a, you know, if you're in a uh, two hundred dollar league, I would do three dollars because somebody might go one or two. <laughs> uh, mm. So yeah, um, yeah, Vereen uh, Vereen is definitely um, has value. I you know. Jennings was a little banged up. If if there's no more news on him, I think they said that he had a cast on his hand that will be taken off before next week and he will play. But we'll see how uh, how cautious the, the Giants are going to be. For for as much as I like to suck my own dick on this podcast, um, I also like to say when I was wrong. So after two weeks, I think I might be very wrong about Matt Forte. <laughs> and for a guy that I've always owned on my yeah. fantasy team until this yeah. year, you turned on him. Um, 
I did turn on him because I thought this would be the year. I guess I was just Adrian Peterson that I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got them mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I got him a little confused, right? So, um, you know, thirty-two touches, thirty carries. Um, you know, three three point three yards per carry is nothing great, yeah, but who cares? Three motherfucking yeah. touchdowns to go with the hundred yards. Yeah. Ninety-four ninety-four percent of the running back touches. So, looked great. Um, and then the last guy I want to talk about here before we move on from our running backs is the Oakland Raiders. 14 touches for Murray with seven going to Washington, seven going to Jalen Richard, and um, another three going to Olawale. Um, that's, that's almost 50% for Murray. Uh, right. Which, eh, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, for uh, for as good as that O-line is and, and for where that team is, I'll take 50% of the carries. Right. Um, I think he is going to continue to be pretty effective, right? Yep. I mean, 7.1 yards per carry, that's pretty damn effective. Yep. Um, I just I would like to see more than eight carries. That's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. It is. But I, I right. think I think he'll get better. I think the touchdowns will start rolling in, and I think, I think if you're on Latavius Murray, I think you're going to be fine. All right, so, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the running backs. Let's go ahead and transition to some of these wide receiver targets, Dale, because, I mean, this is a time of year where we, we'll, we're definitely trying to look for trends, like I mentioned before. First glaring trend after two weeks for me is Larry Fitzgerald. 11 targets, 31% of the target share. Um, it seems like John Brown is an afterthought in this offense with one catch for 14 yards. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was, let's see, one, two, three for the fifth wide receiver basically on the team was John Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Um after Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd, David Johnson and Darren Fells. Um so I don't know. John Brown is a guy that I'm not starting or feeling comfortable playing him for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And, and Larry Fitzgerald is a guy that I think is going to be a top 24 wide receiver all year. Yeah, I mean just through two games he's leading the league. Uh he's leading all the receivers and goal line uh, goal line targets. So that's something to look out for. Or goal line. Yeah, goal line targets. For the Baltimore Ravens, Dennis Pitta, we mentioned before, 12 targets. And I think he's a guy that, uh, you know, nine receptions, 102 yards, seems to finally be back and healthy. Um, had more snaps than any any other pass catcher, so even the wide receivers. Um, and had 26.5% of the target share. So definitely a guy that if I was hurting for a tight end, I would consider adding. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, I Dale, Dale just did the thing no, again no, no, no. where he wasn't no, listening. No, no, I was, I was, I was. Um, yeah, no, if, if he's available in your league, I mean, I scoured the waiver wire in all my leagues, and I found him in a couple. A couple he was already taken. But, um, yeah, for sure, he's, he's going to be one of Joe Flacco's uh, biggest and best targets. Kelvin Benjamin with almost a quarter of the target share in Carolina. Did we uh, – did we underestimate how good Calvin Benjamin would be this year? Big time, thanks to Coach Speak. <laughs> Motherfucking Coach Speak, yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be on a snap count in week one. <laughs> oh, Devin Funches. Uh, uh, bunches of Funches. Uh, uh. I exactly. got a hunch. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Calvin yeah. Benjamin, I, uh, I'm i sorry yeah. that I doubted that you would be elite. I think he's going to be pretty damn good for the rest he's of the year. He's going to be awesome, definitely. And I, and I apologize to our listeners for talking about Funches for 15 minutes in the podcast. Nah, man. You did it a bunch because you had a hunch. That's true. 
Now you deserve a punch. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I I, I would say the Cleveland Browns target share, but I think you kind of throw that out the door now dropping to the third quarterback. So we kind of have to reevaluate trends after that. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be a clusterfuck. You know, target share for the Broncos, eight for Emmanuel Sanders, seven for Demarius Thomas. It's going to be those two guys and nobody else. That's basically their receiving game um, and running the ball with Anderson. Um, The the one that I'm going to... uh, we need another phrase. I can't keep saying sucking my own dick every time. <laughs> SMOD. SMOD. Uh, patting myself on the back. There you go. Tooting my own horn. There's a lot of these. There's there's a, a bunch of phrases. Yeah. Maybe we could just use the drop from the song. Sucking my own dick. That way I don't have to say it. It feels awkward. But with 28% of the target share, I'm going to suck my own dick with Marvin Jones. Yeah. Sure. 11 targets, 8 receptions for 118 yards. Now, Golden Tate did get quite a bit of targets as well, 9 targets. Um, he just didn't come up with them, so only 2 catches for 13 yards. Could have had a much better game, and I think he will be better. Um, but I I, I said it, man. Marvin Jones is going to be the one in this offense. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I think it's going to be a weird shakeup. We're going to take a close look at Week 3 when they play and see how well um, if uh, – Abdullah doesn't play and Washington, you know, the rookie comes in, if they can't get that running game going, it's going to be all Matthew Stafford, uh, pass, pass, pass team. So, uh, Marvin Jones value might, could go up. That's kind of a question. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton, 11 targets. The next highest was Philip Dorsett with five. Um, so, um, for me, that is just, Probably something that's going to continue now with Dante Moncrief. All reports are that he's going to miss time, um, miss miss probably multiple weeks at this yeah. point. Um, so if you have Moncrief um, and you waivers have still not run for some reason, or he's still available, go out and get Philip Dorsett. Not a big believer. He's available. He's available in a lot of leagues. Yeah. I kind of am right. So if it's who's who else is going to catch the ball? It's going to be T. Y. Hilton and. Philip Dorsett. Yeah. If Luck played like the Andrew Luck we wished he was, I'd say yeah. Um, just because he's a number two. Who do they? Receiver. Who do they have on the schedule this week? I am blanking totally. Um, Indianapolis Colts are playing uh, the San Diego Chargers, so I feel pretty confident that Andrew Luck and the Colts can have a pretty good offensive game this week, and I would be perfectly fine starting Philip Dorsett in my life. Yeah, I mean, the Colts, in general, I'll just kind of throw this out there. They have a pretty good schedule. San Diego, Jacksonville, Chicago, next three games. Um, so if you have Frank Gore uh, and he gets, um, you know, over 60 yards a game for the next three games, you might want to sell high while you can. Um, then he plays, you know, Houston, Kansas City, um and, you know, the schedule's up and down from there. But the next three games should look good for all Colts. You know, San Diego, discovered by the Germans in 1904. Well, what does what San Diego this, mean? No, they, they named it uh, San Diego, which, of course, in German means a whale's vagina. <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> uh, Half of the audience is going to get that <laughs> no, reference. Dude, you're way underestimating them. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, 
<laughs> I love that stupid ass movie. Uh, I'm just going to go through a couple of my uh, goal line opportunities again from at Pirate Life FF, um, Pirate Life FF League on Twitter. Um, the most goal line carries, I mean, we kind of mentioned Larry Fitzgerald. He's leading wide receivers in goal line opportunities with five. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this list or not, Christian, but do you want to take a guess who the leading goal line opportunities running back is? Yeah, I already saw okay. the list. Yeah. I'm cheating. Yeah, Ryan Matthews. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and these fuck you, Ryan Matthews. Yeah, and, God damn, made me lose my league by a point. And you a know, half. and that's where is. Uh, I mean, he was the obvious goal line back without a doubt um, on that team. Um, I mean, he anytime they even got near the goal line, it was all Ryan Matthews. So that's a good sign for Ryan Matthews. Although we didn't see him in the first, pretty much the first half of the Monday night game. Um, some other uh, glaring things for me um, here: uh, Jeremy Langford has four goal line opportunities, which Great. ranks you know up there. Um, there's one, uh, there's one tight end on this list, uh, Jesse James. Um, I've I've kind of been tooting Jesse James since uh, I knew Gronk was out. I picked I picked up Jesse James as a replacement for Gronk. Um, I'm still a really firm believer in him. I mean, through uh, through the two games, he has 12 targets. He has a touchdown. Um, I think he's going to be really good for the Steelers. I think the Steelers' offense is going to be high octane all season. Um, I still think, obviously, it's going to be all Antonio Brown, but, um, man, they're going to score a ton, and especially when Le'Veon Bell comes back. Um, Jesse James, I think, is going to be a nice goal line threat for Big Ben. Um, among the others, uh, DeMarco Murray has three goal line opportunities. Um, Tevin Coleman has three. And... But uh, Freeman has four, guys. Yeah, Freeman, has, Freeman four. has four. Um Melvin, Melvin Gordon has five. I'm just kind of reading off these numbers just to kind of give you guys an idea. Um, and Melvin Gordon is going to be fucking great for the rest of the season. I just want yeah, to point that yeah, out. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird. I mean, is it weird that he didn't score last year and now he's going to be this great, amazing thing in just one off season? Um, no. Okay. All right. Um, I, I kind of – I tried to get him in several leagues this year and I kind of failed – because um, there was always somebody that was willing to get him before. Um, but I heard something interesting when Melvin Gordon was out for the year last year at the end of the year. Um, his his mindset was, you know, that he obviously did not perform to what he wanted to be in this first year, but that that had happened to him at every level um, in his entire, you know, lifespan in playing football, that when he was in high school, his first year he was trash. And his second year, he was amazing. Right. Same thing happened to him in college, and he came and he came out and he said, "And it's going to be the same thing for my second NFL season. I did not do enough for my first rookie, you know, for my first year in the NFL, and I'm going to be much better this season." And you know, I was I was very high on him until he, you know, reports came out where he had that, you know, microfracture surgery. You know, worried, you know, what's going to happen with that? But you know, during the preseason, looked great, and it's carried over into the first two weeks and. Now with Melvin Gordon out, I mean, they're going to have to lean on him in both the running and passing game. Yep, yep. Um, just to kind of go back on tight ends really quick, um, I don't know if anybody out there are you know is panicking over their tight end. I just want to note that there are twelve. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty tight ends who have scored a touchdown this year. Only two of them have scored two touchdowns. All the rest only have one. Um, so your tight end is probably in the mix. You know, still in the mix to be a top tight end for the league. So don't start freaking out because, you know, your tight end had, 
you know, 75 yards and a touchdown as Clive Walford does. Um, you know, there's a lot of tight ends right in that range. Jesse James has 60 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. Um, I don't know. I'm, I am, I am trying to get as many shares of Jesse James as I can. Um, oh my God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going a little over. Calm down with the Jesse James. He's got 60 yards in two games. I'm telling you, I am telling you watch his target. I mean, he's going to, like I said, he's the only tight end on this goal line opportunities list. Um, and I think that's for a reason. I think Ben loves to look for those big targets. Um, Dude, he had five targets. Let's call. Let's let's five. Let's reel it in. Five goal line targets. Let's reel it in with the Jesse. Five James. goal line targets. That's a lot. I oh, sorry, three goal line would, targets. Sorry. I would rather have Kyle Rudolph right now than Jesse James. Um. Well, Kyle Rudolph has had sixteen targets compared to Jesse James twelve. Um, right. A little more. Yeah. A l- little more uh, yards. Um. <clears throat> I Christian Brito for the rest of the season. Would rather have Kyle Rudolph over Jesse James. I'd rather have Jesse James over Kyle Rudolph. Eat bread. God damn it. We need a fucking sound effect. This is horrible. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good eat bet. I'll, I'll take that one. Um, I feel like I need to do a different one, too. Um, hey, man, is it time to like get rid of Kobe Fleener? Are you just yes. totally panicking on him? No, I... Um, sucking my own dick again. Uh, hated Kobe, Kobe Fleener to begin with. I thought, uh, I thought he was. I'm not out. I'm not completely out on him. I'm yet. out on him. And I'm out on him. Here's here's why. Okay, Brandon Cooks had nine targets. Willie Sneed had eight targets. Kobe Fleener had eight targets. Right, he's up there with Brandon Cooks and Willie Sneed. Um, he just didn't convert those targets. Two catches for 29 yards, and uh, I think he'll be better. How many targets does he have? He had eight targets this week. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So he has 12 for the year. 12 targets, Correct. three receptions for 35 yards. Uh, tw- like I said, 20 tight ends have scored, and Kobe Fleener is not one of them. All right. Well, I mean, if you want to do that logic, Travis Kelsey hasn't scored. Are you panicking on Travis Kelsey? No, because he had 14 targets and 108 yards. That's a big difference. All right. All right. All right. Let's chill. Jordan Reed has also not scored. Jordan Reed is a beast, though. He'll get his. 134 yards though through the first yeah. two games. I think he's just fine. Yeah, he'll be okay. He's a he's a second second uh, tight end, second ranked tight end targets in the league. So he's fine. Yep, yeah, and fourth in yards. Um, so yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> let's um let's wrap this up and go ahead and get into the mailbag. Cause some came in the mail today. Yeah, I did. These nuts. <laughs> Got <him. laughs> All right. Uh, let's listen to a voicemail from Noah. Uh, again, if you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, easy way to get on the pod, 507-69-SLEEP. Um, let's listen to the voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Noah from Philadelphia. I'm just wondering. It's been two shitty weeks. Are we are we done sucking the fleener wiener? I got guys like Ebron, Jesse James, even Pitt is coming up now. So are we dropping him? Or are we waiting until this Atlanta matchup? It's pretty decent. And, uh, yeah, that's my question. Also, Brito, I beat you this week in the Listener League. You're 0-2. See you, guys. All right, Noah. First of all, listen here, okay? <laughs> I want you to listen real close. This is some bullshit, all right? <laughs> okay. 
Hey. Should have had Spencer Aware on my team, first of all. <laughs> Should have had uh You're too sad. Dwayne You're too sad about this. You'll be okay. Fuck you, Noah. <laughs> first of all, so don't be out on uh on Kobe Fleener just yet. We just talked about him. So um I think he'll be he'll get better. Um I think Jesse James is okay, but I think there's plenty of decent tight end options out there. I don't know why the hell I made a Kyle Rudolph bet, but I did make a Kyle Rudolph bet. Um um, I'll take it one step further, Dale. I will take Dennis Pitta for the rest of the year over Jesse James. Uh, that's close. I don't know if I would take that bet. But I look, I'll take Jesse James or Pitta over Fleener. I'll drop Fleener on a heartbeat for Jesse James or Pitta. What? Okay, I will take Kobe Fleener rest of the year over Jesse James. I'll take that. Me, Christian, Dale, Dale Lamont will take jesse james over the fleener wiener <laughs> i like that nickname the fleener wiener that's pretty that good, good noah uh, for as much of an asshole as you are i'm sorry i'm gonna start <laughs> stop saying mean things now yeah i'm just a little uh salty right so um, uh, yeah so that's a good eat bet eat bet yeah no you gotta do the sound dude. <laughs> oh god it's horrible <laughs> i hate it uh, can we get a drop so we don't have to do that yeah, again we just pay for one right Oh, you know what? Hold on. Say it again. Okay. Eat bit. <laughs> Did that come out? Did yeah, that yeah work? I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Fruit Loops from the previous pod that we mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, from this pod. God damn no, it. That was the last one. Okay, hold on. No, 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 but we're putting this on that one. This is going to be confusing for you. Eat bit. Eat bit. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's I'm going to save that for you <laughs> eat back all right oh i got a marshmallow in that one so it wasn't as crunchy <laughs> um so james writes in or actually he tw- uh no no he emailed us so thanks for emailing us james he asked if he should trade spencer where now with charles return on the horizon um uh not if you have jamal charles yeah if you have jamal charles keep spencer where as long as you can if you do not have charles try to trade him to the charles owner and uh uh, I would only trade Spencer Ware if I got a good deal out of it because I think um, I think I would worry about Jamal Charles for the rest of the year. I, you know, um, I have Spencer Ware and I was, tra- I was super hard trying to trade Spencer Ware to the guy and he would. You're not going to get much for he him. He would not budge. He didn't. Uh, yeah, he didn't want anything of him. And then I was like, okay, let me turn the tables. Let me try to get Charles from him. But then I started thinking Charles might not have that much value. I mean. He's Jamal Charles, after all, so, you know, we're expecting a lot. But I'm a little worried that, you know, Spencer Ware, this could be a running back by committee, and Spencer Ware could still have value, and Charles won't be the guy that we know and love. Um, So don't overspend for Charles just yet. At least I wouldn't. Right. Um, Just keep Ware. You're not, unless you can get a good deal on him. You're not going to get value for Ware. If you can get some sort of value where you get a position of need, right? If you need a wide receiver and you think you can get a, a decent deal in that position, um, uh, maybe a guy that you believe in that's underperformed or a guy that, you know, somebody might not believe in that's been okay, um, you know, do that. But if not, hold fa- hold fast on um, on Spencer Ware. Devontae Ware. Parker or Spencer Ware? I'd rather have Spencer Ware. Yeah, me too. I know that's. I, I know there's a lot of people that are like, "What? Devonta Parker is like, mm. you know, the awesome. second, second coming of uh, Odell Beckham." I don't know why I, that's my default <laughs> voice. It's a really stupid voice. Um, it's like 
stoner listener. So our boy Wade, uh, he emailed us. Um, he's going to start a uh, a draft, I guess, today or tomorrow morning. It's best ball league. Oh, just read the thing. Hey guys, hope this all is, is so well. Boring. Jeez, do we really? Okay, need... fine. You know, fine, I'll do it in the the stoner okay. voice. Hey guys, uh, I hope all is no. This is horrible. Yeah. I hope all is well. Gonna do a draft starting in the morning. It's a best ball league for dynasty nerds. Any tips going into it? It being best ball, probably gonna go four wide receivers in the first five rounds, and get scraps on running backs. Given the recent injuries, I'm interested to see how the draft unfolds. All right, so. Best ball leagues usually got extra rounds, typically about 20 round drafts, right? Um, my strategy is always get several quarterbacks, several defenses. So you're going to want at least three quarterbacks, three defenses. Um, you might say why, but you know, there's going to be injuries, going to be bad weeks, whatever. So you're going to want one pretty good quarterback, one high upside, low end quarterback, and one solid guy. So the example of those guys would be like, uh, I would draft uh, second and third quarterbacks pretty late. You can get guys like uh, Mariota and Alex Smith, right? right? So if anything happens, you're going to get okay production out of those positions, and you're going to get some probably boom weeks from Mariota. And for the weeks, you know, if anybody gets injured, you'll have Alex Smith to be okay. Yeah. Um, as far as defenses, draft several because there's going to be weeks that you just don't want to start one and, you know, there you go. You have another defense. Um, I'm very okay with starting out heavy wide receiver because when it comes to the running back position, there's always uh, going to be guys that are going to boom or pick up or going to be like those type of guys that in a standard league you would pick up and that would be um, – you know, a guy that's off the waiver bar. In a best ball league, it's just a guy that you have drafted, um, you know, as your seventh running back um, that has the potential to, at some point, be the starter, right? So um, a guy like Spencer Ware, I think, is very nice to get in the um, middle to late rounds because you don't really know what's going to happen with Charles. And for all those weeks that Charles is going to be out, Spencer Ware will be great. Yeah. Nothing. We got nothing to add. No, um, yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think uh, going wide receiver heavy uh, in the beginning and picking up scraps, like you said, in in the in the later rounds. Um, but you got to overshoot the running backs. You got to go really deep into the running backs if you're going to go wide receiver heavy in the first couple rounds. Uh, I think Wade mentioned the first five rounds. If you're going to do that, um, you got to dive deep and not waver from your strategy if you're going to go that way and get as many running backs as you can. Yeah, first six rounds, I would go four wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. But here's the thing that I will always say and I will continue to say is don't always just automatically go in with the mindset of I have to do this strategy. Yeah. If you see all of a sudden you're deep into the second round and somebody from your first tier of running backs is still available, pull the damn trigger. Don't reach for a wide receiver because you feel like you have to. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, well, that's all the voicemails and emails we have uh, for today. It, I know it was a short notice. We I think we put on Twitter yesterday, and we got a few today. So um, it's all good. Um, we got some good questions. I think uh, a lot of all these questions really are questions that we've gotten before uh, in the past week or so. So it's all good. Dale, I got I got a question for you. What's up? All right. So we didn't we didn't discuss this yet, and uh, just want to ask: Would you think you would rather have Fozzie Whitaker or Cameron Artis Payne this week? Fozzie Whitaker. 
Okay, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Fozzie. I think he's. I think he's a clear uh, Jonathan Stewart backup playing that same role that Jonathan Stewart played. Um, that doesn't mean Cameron Artis Payne doesn't have value. Um, I would still get him uh, once waivers clear. Um, I don't know. Is he going to be available? Is he going to be a high waiver wire pickup this week? Cameron Artis Payne. Uh, uh, probably not one of the higher priorities, but he'll be he'll be probably picked yeah. up. Okay. If not, he's definitely worth picking up. Um, you know, looking through my leagues, there wasn't much that I wanted to drop for Cameron Artis Payne. Uh, Fozzie Whitaker could have value. It's going to be short term, though. I mean, they, you know, he already, you know, um, Ron Rivera already said, you know, give you know a couple weeks, um, so it will be short term. So, um, what do you know? Uh, do you know Carolina's schedule coming up here? I'll tell you right now. Uh, Car- um, this Carolina's week. playing Minnesota, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Those are all really juicy matchups. Uh, Minnesota does no, pre- have pretty good run Minnesota. defense. Yeah, um, Minnesota's not a juicy matchup. Yeah, I, I think they'll do fine though. I think they're going to be up, and uh, it's going to allow a lot of running. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, the the opportunity is going to be there for Fozzie Whitaker. But you think they're going to be like heavily up on the Vikings? Because I don't. You don't think so? No. I don't know what the spread is on that game right now, but I, I would assume it's not crazy. Hmm. Depends on who's at home. Uh, they are playing at Carolina. Without looking at it, I'd say it's a four point, a three and a half, four point spread. Yeah, odds are. Uh. Dude, what time is the game at? Vikings Panthers. Wow, Carolina's favored by a touchdown. I'm gonna bet on that game. Yeah, you you take uh, Minnesota. On uh, the line, yeah. yeah, I will take the line. I will take the points there. Okay, I'll I'll take uh I'll take Carolina. I'm taking the Vikings to win that game. Okay. No, I didn't say no, that. You did. No, you no, did. No, no, you did. No, I didn't say that. No, I didn't I, say Dale, that. Dale, Dale, no, Dale underscore no. fantasy takes Carolina. Fantasy football podcast. Nope. Don't put that on the board. <laughs> Do not put that on the eat bet board. Eat bet. Uh, no, it's not an eat bet. What's the reverse? You just called of a Minnesota crunch? over Carolina. I did not. <laughs> hey, they beat the Green Bay Packers, and I'm pretty sure the Packers were favored. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Let's wrap up this podcast. We're just fucking talking let's, for no let's, reason. Let's now. wrap it up. Please tweet at us and tell us what you are doing at the moment of listening. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Also, review us. Hash, uh, tweet at us hashtag eat nation um, and uh, tweet us a screenshot of your review if it's if you like your review is next to a negative review try to like blur it out or something it gets really depressing uh, looking at the negative review. it's not it's not it's pretty funny actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're trying to get better guys this is, we're still what is this our third month of podcasting right, exactly exactly I got a, I got a fancy new mic if you guys can't tell yeah, yeah. Uh, so well, business is booming Right. <laughs> Good night, guys. Thanks for listening. down. we take that town. we take that town.